breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Oh, 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Oh, God. So you're watching YouTube Live on a Friday night. Yeah, I'm a party animal. <laughs> Not only YouTube Live, I'm watching the pardon board. Live stream. But they're yeah. meeting at 7 o'clock on a Friday night? It's, it's a long meeting. They have inmates that come before them, you know, and they have to go case by case by case. And I guess the meeting started at 3 or 4 or 5. I'm somewhere in there. I don't know. And I'm looking at YouTube. The, and now, these are death row inmates? No, no, no. They, they're going through their regular inmate meet, inmate meeting. Like okay. Everybody that's asking for pardon pardons or paroles <sighs> comes before them. Now, and they're going by case by case. And I really, I wasn't. Well, I set the computer off to the side and I lowered the volume while I was doing other stuff. But I thought, <laughs> let's see if they do anything but that still. piques my interest, you know. <laughs> so then they read this this thing. They say, we're going into executive session to discuss the following legal cases. Um, Caddo Parish versus State Pardon Board. DeSoto Parish versus State Pardon Board. Ooh, and then I'm like, ooh, let me listen to this. And then Attorney General versus the State Pardon Board. And so, and they go down, and there's several other parishes. And it's obviously the clemency lawsuits from the death row inmates who have, who are, they want to get their cases before the Pardon Board. And the Attorney General and others have said, you've, you know, you're not following the process in bringing these cases before the Pardon Board. You're rushing them at the governor's behest. So there's a big legal fight over it. And so I set the computer aside while they go into executive session. You can't watch that. You just see the little sign. And I'm like, well, when they come back in, I'll have the computer popped up. And it pops back. It's it's probably an hour and a half, two hours later. They're in executive session a long time. My computer pops back on. I'm like, oh, okay, intriguing. Yeah, because I'm a party animal, wild, drinking Friday night. Oh, I wasn't partying, but I wasn't Uh, watching the... Pardon board. Pardon board live stream. It was paint dry, pardon board. I wasn't sure which one to pick, so I picked the pardon board. They vote unanimously to reach a settlement. They have a, they have a settlement on these clemency these clemency cases. Are they going to hear them? Are they not going to hear them? Um, and so I reach out to I have a a friend in Baton Rouge who does PR for the corrections department. I emailed him. I emailed Judge Stewart, James Stewart, the DA, and his PR people. Hey, they've reached a settlement. What's the deal? You know, it looks like it's a it's a done deal. And um, pretty quickly they all got back to me. Judge Stewart was the first. He said, "Look, we no one has signed off on it yet. It's real fresh." I'm like, "I know it's fresh. It's right there." Yeah, I'm and, watching it live. I'm watching it live because I didn't have paint drying. But he said, "You know, once everybody signs off on it, we'll get back to you." And so I'm, you know, they're not going to get back to me until today or tomorrow. Everybody's got to sign off on the deal. But there was an attorney there representing the inmates, and he made some comments that we don't think this meeting was even legal. Um, We don't think the representation is legal, you know, for the attorney general to represent two parties. Um, 
So I'm waiting to find out, are they going to move forward with these death row cases? But it's, it, it, it just struck me as funny that here I am in sitting in Shreveport, Louisiana, in my bed, watching television, and this is a big statewide story, and there's nobody paying attention to it. No, but I was thinking, I'm looking at the Baton Rouge TV stations later, the newspaper down there thinking, surely somebody was covering this pardon board. Mm-mm, there was paint drying somewhere. They were, they were there instead. I didn't see anything. And and it may be they're waiting to get the settlement too, but right. I'm, I, so no I need a life. I need a life. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. I'm watching the pardon board, Mike, for crying out loud on a Friday night. That's what night. makes you... Whatever. Aaron McCarty. Whatever. Good That's at your job. Stupid. So what were you doing Friday night? I'm trying to think. Party it was animal. obviously so uh, enthralling. Mm-hmm. Because um, Dina went to Dallas. Oh, you're batching it again. Yeah. My uh, my my daughter did, did a triathlon. Oh. And let me... Uh, <laughs> She swam for Auburn, so she's mm-hmm. an athlete. She's, uh, yeah, she's six feet tall. She's got mm-hmm. that swimmer's body. Right, she's broad. She's got the Martindale broad shoulder, mm-hmm. you know, build. Um, but she hasn't competed on a, on on any level. She's she's just she's got some health issues mm-hmm. that that she's dealt with for for years now. So I was really worried about her. Yeah, Erin, she finished third female in this. Wow. Dallas-Fort Worth triathlon. I know. Let me brag for a moment. Has she been moment. training? She's been training. Okay. Yeah, she's been training. Of Man. course, she killed it with the swimming. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. And the two other women that beat her were like 19. Oh, my gosh. She's she over was, 30. She Yes. She was first in her age group. Wow. I mean, she, and she was disappointed. <laughs> So she's going in harder now. Going to get a faster bike. Going to get better shoes. Oh, God, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. She goes, I got some work to do. I said, um, Micah. <laughs> I do have one message for you that I need to send you loud and clear right now. Okay. Um, And this goes for Ruben, too. He sends you this message, too. Ruben's like, what What's the happening? hell is this? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Next time you send us pictures of food on the grill... We're coming to your house to yeah, get some. We're coming. Yeah. We're coming. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. I know. It's so good. It's very good. Mm-hmm. We were cooking sausage. All of us were having yeah. some down home this weekend. <laughs> I fired the grill up. That's mm-hmm. one thing I was doing Friday. Yeah. No, what is it? When did I send that? I don't know. I don't know. Don't was... send me pictures of food on the grill ever again. <laughs> or I'm bashing in your door. Oh, it was good. <laughs> unlike unlike any of our football games over the weekend. Oh, I don't even want to go there. Oh. Fletcher, speaking of which, Fletcher has sports next. What a one. Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Okay, let's get it over with. Oh God! I knew do we have to. I knew our mm. DBs were bad. Okay. What happened to us being DBU? Yeah, yeah. What where, happened where to us? Where is that? But Aaron, LSU's defense couldn't stop Cope Middle School. No, 
it was truly so embarrassing. I mean, thank goodness Ole Miss couldn't stop us. Mm-hmm. That was the only saving grace yes. of that whole game. The defense on both sides was atrocious. <sighs> it was embarrassing, Mike. It really was. I'm, not, it, I'm a little bit hopeless now. It got well. I am too. There goes our season. I mean, frankly. I know, and I don't want to be that person. I know there's people on Facebook, don't give up. Brian Kelly said we weren't ready yet. Until you fire the entire defensive staff, starting with the defensive coordinator, Mm. what's going to change? It's time for something new. It really is. It's. uh, And what happened? I don't. uh, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. I'm I'm stressing uh, over it now because I'm. I, I, to lose to Ole Miss for me is just, oh, I, Lane Kiffin, it, seriously, it, we lose to Lane Kiffin. I know, I know. I'm, I'm really, really, <laughs> oh, I struggle over that. I, I really do. <laughs> it got so bad. I wasn't even mad anymore. You know what I mean? It mm. got so hideous that <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> go. Oh well, just, there goes the season. Yeah. You know, in in a way, and the Saints too. Yeah, in a way, I'm all, I'm almost relieved now. I, I I don't have to worry. I don't care. Yeah, because if they're if they're in it, you're stressing. Oh, you know, you're like absolutely. Ooh, ooh, we got to win this. We got to win this. We got to win. This. But uh, I don't uh, care. It was. Like, I, I couldn't even finish the Saints game. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even. Fi- I, I just like I. I wasn't even mad. Right. I was just like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I, I I can do better things with yeah with yeah. with with than sit here and and be furious. I even watched the full Cowboys game just about. I didn't watch I any more to, football. I wanted to see a game. I, I wanted to see something, and it yeah. wasn't a game either. I mean, I I, I, did, you know. I didn't. I I was just like, you know what? Forget it. Forget oh, it. It's frustrating. I'd rather watch Deadwood. <laughs> a ten-year-old show or whatever. I, I watched my full NASCAR race. I did. I did watch NASCAR yesterday because I. Now I fast forwarded. From this is embarrassing. <laughs> Edit this out of the feed, okay? If you Ruben? fast forward all the left turns, what was there was no. I, I'm worse than that. <laughs> I fast forward from yellow flag to yellow flag. <laughs> Stop laughing. I'm not alone. Who wants to watch them go? Vroom, 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 I don't. Vroom. I don't understand I want to watch the, the crashes. I'm sorry. I just don't. Oh. I tried to turn it on the uh, one, one day, the other day, not too mm. long ago, because yeah. I love F1. Don't bash NASCAR up in I'm here. I'm not now. bashing. I'm just. I just don't get it. Right. And I. What did Robert Griffin the Third say? Did he compare somebody to Jesus? Oh, Is, Aaron. He said that, and I was just like, wait, what? He's getting slammed. I mean, oh, like they're they're was, calling for awkward. his head. And I was just thinking, I was we were texting with my buddies, and I said, you know, and I was just about to text. RG three's doing a really good job. You know, mm-hmm. he, he he sounded really he sounded good. He was a really insightful commentary, and then he said that he is he is. They are lighting him up all over the interwebs, and he, you know he is so charismatic. I mean, I was thinking the same thing. He he his his smile is beautiful on camera. He he knows so much about what he's talking about. And then when he did that, I went, "Oh my goodness, he is in trouble." And I thought, was I the only one to hear it? And then you he, start seeing social media lighting up. He said, in, in I'll quote, "The coverage was there. They lifted that man up to the sky like he was Jesus. 
Mm. Letting him know they were going to put him on the cross right there. <gasps> what, oh. is, what does that even mean? Huge mistake. <sighs> Huge mistake. I, did, I, I didn't get that. Mm. Uh, downtown music. Saturday night was a 180. Mm. We'll talk about that coming up. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. 1 billion dollars. A 1.04 billion if we're counting. And and if you take the lump sum, it's 640,000. No, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> And I'm shopping again. I'm, I'm, you, I'm you crazy. Had, did you really have real estate agents in Florida looking up condos again? I didn't. I didn't <laughs> ask a real estate agent to do anything, but I did go searching. I'm on. I'm online. And and real estate agents, let me just put this out there for you. If you have a wall that I have to give you my info first before yeah, I can see it. your properties. I'm not looking at your stuff. Right. Don't put a wall up. I can go see it somewhere else. That is a huge mistake, real estate people. Don't put a wall up. I'm yeah. not going to put my info in. I just want to go look. Desperate if, seeking for leads. Yes, because yeah. if I put my info in, then you're uh-uh. going to bug me. Yeah, uh-uh. And I'm not a legitimate lead. Trust me. I've actually me. done that. I've, I've, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want this. You, you don't, don't want, want this, this contact. Lead. You don't exactly. want this contact. Oh. I, I saw some property, uh, and I was like, you know, I, I did want to find more information, and I and I went to look it up on from the from their sign, and it was the same thing. Mm-hmm. Contact information, cell phone. No, I'm like, no, you know what? Forget it. Never mind. Never mind. I just want to see <laughs> the price. How many bedrooms? Let me look exactly. At the, I want to see the view. I want to know how much it is. And I and and you know what? To be quite honest. If I do win the Powerball, I'm not buying it from a company that does that. Sorry. I'm going to find one that does it legit, just the old-fashioned way. So, anyway, it's my two cents. (laughs) Tonight's my night. (laughs) (laughs) So, that's tonight. Yes, it is. Well, Ruben and I are both pulling for you. Thank Absolutely. you. I appreciate that. Y'all are still on the list. Clock's ticking on that, though. I mean, you know, there, any little thing could get you kicked off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Saturday night, downtown Shreveport. I heard it was very, very nice. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that next. 1017. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. So on Sunday, about 20 to 9, local uh, Shreveport business owner Tim Huck, we had him on Friday. Was it last Friday, Thursday or Friday? Yeah, one day last week, yeah. Uh, Late last week. uh, He sent an email to Shreveport Police, Tom Dark, the mayor, every council member, media. Um, Very interesting. Mm-hmm. He, he, uh, he, let me just read some of this to you. Downtown Saturday night is the subject. Chief of police came downtown last night around midnight and stayed till around 1.30 a.m. Hayes conveniently didn't have the rooftop open. Hmm. So the speakers were not on. They had their small sound system, but no big system. It was nice. Other than the chief did not get to meter the volume. Fortunately, I did plenty of that Friday. 
He says the great thing to see when the big system isn't on playing music at illegal levels, the crowds are not there. So there was, there was no crowd. There was no crowd outside on the street Saturday, Saturday night. night. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Friday night, apparently it was crazy. There were, there were crowds. Now, you could also say the Revel opened Saturday. So were the crowds maybe... They did, they did the revel and then they went home. I don't. I don't know. I. I think you can. I think you can closely correlate the rooftop at the haze with the crowds. Well, absolutely. I mean, there. There's. It's a no brainer. Now, was Hayes tipped off that the chief was coming, and so they didn't open their rooftop Saturday night? I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's a bit suspicious. Um. So the chief gets down there. It's all quiet. No noise, no music from the roof. No fights. Mm-mm. No people gathered on the sidewalk. The club was open. They were doing what they do inside the club, but no street crowds. So He says, and I, and I quote, I'm pretty sure Hayes was warned. The chief was coming, therefore chose not to open. Fortunately, they showed that by not putting a DJ throwing a party to the street, we don't have the issues. They proved my point. So whoever told Hayes not to open last night, thank you. (laughs) Tim Huck. Yeah, well, you know. And he sent this to every council member, the mayor, Mm -hmm. uh, Tom Dark, the Shreveport police, and media personnel. Right, exactly. And how late does the revel go on Saturday? Is it 11 p or midnight? You know, I'm not sure. Um Oh, I don't think it's midnight. It probably is not midnight, but it's, it's, you know, it's on a Saturday night. It's a late, you know, later than normal nights. But I just think they want to make sure that they take care of the revel, make sure the revel is not worried. People aren't going to the revel, aren't worried about safety and all that. So perhaps they talked Hayes into not opening the rooftop on revel night. I, I'm not sure. But, you know, you got to give the, the chief kudos for going down there at midnight on a Saturday night. <laughs> and staying till one thirty. Yeah. I mean, that's a, you know, that's a pretty big commitment from, from uh, your chief of police to go down there on on weekend night and just to check it out. And I'm sure there were a lot of police officers down there ready to run the crowds off if they showed. But they didn't show Saturday night. They were there Friday, but it's not interesting. Saturday. I'm curious as to why they chose not to. Yeah, that'd be an, an interesting question for the I'm sure the owner. downtown residents are grateful. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Mm. Uh, Cato Parish Administrator Erica Bryant is going to join us coming up later this morning, Mike and McCarty. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Now, you said you watched live stream of the pardon board Friday Friday night. Yeah. And they came to an agreement? Is that what? They reached a settlement, a settlement. as they described it. They came out of executive session. So what does that session. mean? Um, well, the the pardon board, on in a unanimous vote, agreed to settle the cases that have been filed against them by Caddo Parish, DeSoto Parish, the Attorney General. It's all over these death row inmates who have asked for clemency hearings 
and they have sued the parishes and the attorney general have sued saying that the um process is not legal that the pardon board can't rush these cases before them so they went into executive session they discussed it for an hour hour and a half or better then they came back friday night and said we have reached a settlement with all these groups but you don't have the other side saying we agree to your settlement we agree to the terms of your settlement then they've they've presented a settlement they haven't reached a settlement they they claim they've agreed to enter into a settlement, I guess is the best verbiage to to put it. Now, I, I did reach out to Judge Stewart, James Stewart, the DA in Caddo, who is one of the people suing the pardon board. And he told me until everybody signs off on it, because um, I don't and I don't know, like, does DeSoto have to agree to it and Caddo and the attorney? Does everybody have to agree to the settlement or if one holds out, then it's not a settlement? I'm not sure about that. And I don't know what are the terms of it. You know, okay. will we will we take these death row cases, you know, one at a time in the order that they should come, et cetera, which means they won't all get done before this governor leaves office? Because we all know that's the point here right. is to get these pardon board hearings done before Governor John Bell Edwards leaves office so that then he could possibly grant clemency for these folks because he says he doesn't believe in the death penalty. Um so, you know, I'm not sure. Now, the again, the pardon board folks sent me an, an email Friday night late, too, saying that until everybody signs off on it, we're not going to release details of the settlement. So that's what they're we're waiting on that to find out, you know, what's going to happen with that. But there are several um, death row inmates. Caddo Parish has the most uh, death row inmates in there, I believe. Maybe Orleans has, has a few more, but I think Caddo has more than any parish or second at least, and several of them have filed. I think every death row inmate but two right. have, uh, has, has have filed. For clemency. Mm-hmm. And they're asking the governor for clemency. Um, and the problem is that if if you have to go before the pardon board on all these cases, guess what the DA has to do? His people have to stop what they're doing, have to jump in in, in an emergency city, situation and start preparing for these pardon boards for all these death row cases. Right. That would take a lot of work on our the part of our district attorney. And I know there are people who who are familiar with the cases, but there are a lot that have moved on. You've got Nathaniel Coe's been down there on death row for 30 years oh, plus there's nobody in that office that has been handling that case i mean they, they probably are familiar with it and they, they're they follow it up every time he comes uh for any kind of hearing but with the depth of knowledge that you need to go before the pardon board it takes a lot of work on the part yeah. of all these attorneys right. so and we'll when Stewart reached out to you, he didn't give you any indication of what the agreement or what the settlement was would, would, would no, entail he, he said um he would let me know as soon as all parties had signed off on it, but it would be premature to to give out any details because, again, they may say, hey, I don't agree to that stipulation. I want it changed change to this. this. Yeah. Right. So right. they don't want to put anything out there that may not be agreeable to all the parties. So we're waiting to see, you know, what is the agreement? Will these death row inmates be coming up before the pardon board? Could they be getting clemency? Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser and the mayor met last uh, late last week. We'll talk about Mardi Gras coming up. Mike and McCarty, 1017. One oh one seven FM 
710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Last uh, Thursday or Friday, Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser was in town, met with the mayor of Shreveport, Tom Arsenault, and apparently they hashed things out. Uh, Billy Nungesser has been saying for weeks he wants to do whatever he can to uh, keep keep uh, from moving any parades, mm-hmm. not changing any dates, uh, providing he wanted to be able to provide security. He said he was going to get post-certified park rangers yes. if he had to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know details of their meeting. We don't know um, specifics yet. Is well, that correct? The, the mayor has asked, you know, I asked for the mayor to join us this morning. And he said, let me wait until a little bit later in the week because they're still hashing out, you know, what they're going to do. The administration um, and the Tourist Bureau have been working to get more security people in to help cover the parade. The lieutenant governor did come out of the meeting with the mayor Friday, and he did talk to reporters briefly. He said he's offered park rangers. He'd offer, he's offered any help he could, but he really wants to keep the parades on the same date, that February mm-hmm. 3rd and February 10th dates. Um, they probably will start earlier. Um, I'm not sure if they will start at Lake Street or not. They're still working on all that iron all that but i did get a message from i thought the i thought the mayor conceded on that and was going to allow them to start on lake street if they got the additional if they get the 60 additional i think that they he he will allow that but we're waiting on the final agreement we don't have it yet i do know that um the 230 start i think the mayor's pretty set on wanting the parades to wrap by 7 p.m um the lieutenant governor really wants the parades on the same dates that he's been promoting you know, the mayor did tell the lieutenant governor that the city will fund the security guys. It's that money is not an issue. That security is the issue. So I'm hopeful that it will happen. I did get a text message from one of the top crew members saying that they it looks like a deal will be worked out. Um, that's what they're hearing. We have the lieutenant governor. His regular scheduled visit with us is on Wednesday morning at just after seven. And that's what we will be talking about with him. We could probably have him on now, but I know we have him Wednesday. So we're, rather than do it twice, mm-hmm. we'll do it on Wednesday morning. And by then, we'll probably have more information from the mayor's office, too. So we'll visit it again on Wednesday morning. And if the mayor wants to come on between now and then, he knows he's welcome to. You know, And we'll find out where you're going to get all the security that you need. Can some come from Texas? You know, the, there are a lot of options they've been looking mm-hmm. at. And I know the crews were feeling a little bit uncomfortable going out on their own and finding security because they they don't know post-certified. They don't know what the pay rate would be, what the hours would be. So that was a little bit of a, a hitch in the giddy-up, if you will. The one thing that I didn't quite understand was, according to crew captains, they were never consulted when all of this was, was being decided. When mm-hmm. when the city was was deciding, okay, we're starting earlier, uh, we don't have enough, we're moving day. I mean, they never had meetings with any of the crews. I I don't understand that. Yeah, they they were summoned to a meeting where it was all laid out. Here's how it's going to be, and they felt really left out of the loop. And and really, to be honest with you, and I'm speaking for the crews out of turn, I think they really felt like um, the mayor and his staff really didn't know how things worked with Mardi Gras and didn't really know how these changes 
we're going to have a, a monstrous trickle-down effect on lots of things mm-hmm. and felt like if we had been at the table early on, we could have explained to them, if you do A, B is going to happen, you know, et cetera. And so I think they felt like not having us in there to at least discuss it before we reached this agreement or we, before we put everything in stone, um, we should have at least been able to come in and explain to you how things work. Um, and I get that and I understand that. But from the mayor's perspective – it's about having enough police officers right now. And, right. and he's got a, he's got a police force saying, we can't do this. We can't go do this downtown African American parade and then turn around and have enough people to do this essentially all day. Cause you're, event. you'd be putting in what, 16 hours in oh, one day. Easy. Cause there's no, there's crowds down at Shreveport Barksdale and on the, on the Fant Parkway. They're down there all day. Right. And right. trust me, when they get down there, they, Start imbibing. They start, yes. You know, that's what they, they do. They start partying. And when people start partying, they can get in trouble. So um, that's the big problem. And I'm hopeful that we'll have an agreement. And I, I think probably this week will will be the telltale. We'll know who's coming in. How's it going to be handled? Will we be able to keep the, keep the parades on the same dates? So we'll wait and see. Not so, a show. Yeah. Nothing, nothing, nothing known at this point as mm-hmm. far as other than the the lieutenant governor and the mayor. They have, have they come out and said we've got an agreement? No, no. They so have, they haven't even said that yet. The mayor, I don't think, talked to the media on Friday. I don't think he did. If he did, I haven't seen anything. The lieutenant governor said I offered to help however I could. Right. He didn't say we have a deal. I have some Mardi Gras people though telling me it looks like we we have a settlement reached. So. They're not giving me the details yet. We're still working on some finalities to it, it looks like. So, so we'll, we'll see. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. We, uh, like you say, we've got the uh, lieutenant governor coming in on Wednesday. Coming up next, I want to talk about teacher pay because you're going to be surprised what parishes in Louisiana are paying the best. Mike and McCarty. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Okay, I'm kind of surprised. Even the even the number twenty and nineteen, 50, about fifty six thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Watch this, Ruben. Watch this. That's not bad for only working nine months out of the year. God, here he goes again. Here come the pitchforks. Yep, pitchforks are coming for Mike Martindale. Is his name? Mike Martindale is the man's name uh, at townsquaremedia.com. dot com. If you want his email address. I only say that in jazz. I know. He's playing. I was looking at the latest numbers for teacher pay because, you know, we didn't give teachers a pay raise this year in Louisiana. We gave them a pay bonus. So I thought, well, have we had some movement? So how many how many parishes do we have in this state? 64. 60, okay. Where were you in civics class? <laughs> Not Shooting spitballs, yeah. <laughs> 64 parishes. And we put the top 20 up at keelnews.com. And I'm thrilled to be able to tell you that among the top 10, almost all of them are in our area. North Louisiana. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. DeSoto Parish? Look mm-hmm. at DeSoto Parish. Yep. The highest paying parish. O- Oachita the- Parish? Oachita. Did he just say Oachita? <laughs> Oh, I know it's Washita. I heard another gaffe on the TV news this morning or yesterday. Speaking of, right? Uh, one of the reporters said, 
you know, you're talking about a stopgap measure to keep the government open. Right, right. Which, yeah. She, she said stop the gap. Stop the gap measure. Stop the gap measure. I mean, whatever. Okay. Well, um, they're hiring 14-year-olds. I know. It's sad. Red River Parish is still the highest paying parish in the state. Six, almost $69,000 average Now, now that's an average... Pay. That's an average pay. And this includes, these numbers include your extra stuff. So like if you coach softball and you get paid 400 a month for that, it includes all that. The next highest though is in Monroe, 61000 So a $7,000 gap. Red River Parish is rolling in it. And uh, Caddo Parish moves up to three this year. That's exciting. Plaquemines is mm-hmm. number five. I mean, it's not 60000 Yeah. Yeah, and that's extra stuff. Bossier Parish moves up again. I think they were ten last year. They're now number six at sixty grand. So that's exciting. And the DeSoto is eight. Um, Bienville is nine, and Webster Parish is tenth. So we got a lot of them in the top ten. And you know, it's um, it's showing that the local school systems, because this isn't a state pay raise. This is the local school systems who've decided they're going to invest in their teachers and they're going to pay them more. So they are. And you've got some teachers, 60 grand is about the average for the top 10 across the North Louisiana, which is kind of cool. I would hope that would help us recruit teachers. I mean, that's the goal. If people know you can make, you know, the third highest pay in the state if you work in Caddo. Come up here and work in Caddo. There's quite a there's quite a disparaging difference between number one and number two, even though. Yeah. I mean, you're almost ten thousand dollar difference. That that is kind of incredible, and I was kind of surprised when I saw that. And that's because Red River Parish has that um, Haynesville Shale money mm-hmm. that they are they're using to supplement the teacher pay. But if you look at the how um, long does that last though? Uh, they've got it invested where it's going to they're just using the earnings from it to pay pay oh, teachers well, so they've done them. a pretty wise thing with it the lowest paid parishes um not surprisingly kind of rural parishes washington east feliciana lasalle richland and east carroll the pay for teachers in those parishes is below 44 grand and that's that's a pretty dismal salary if you're, you know, you're paying a teacher $44,000 and expecting to get the best and brightest. You're not going to do it with that money. You're just not going right, to do it. People right. can make forty-four grand doing all kinds of other things. So you can see the full list and it compares to the pay from a year ago. We've got all that up there at keelnews.com if you want to check out all the teacher pay stuff. Okay. We've got a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. Mm-hmm. Nine months out of the year, AC holiday, maternity leave. That's a hell of a deal. Oh, God. His name is Mike Martin. No, that's Fat Boy <laughs> 2 from Cushada, apparently. Oh, boy. There you go. Okay. You know I'm kidding. I, if I put you in a middle school classroom and told you to teach, you would... I'd be in jail, first You of would all. be in jail. I would be in jail. You absolutely would be in jail. And 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 l- listen to what I'm saying. I am not disparaging this pay. Mm-hmm. I think our society values w- the wrong things overall, and and doesn't value teachers mm-hmm. it, like like we should. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're, there's no more important profession, right? Honestly, think oh, about it. Absolutely, I'm with you. You're you're influencing our children. Yes. 
we've got to have the best people in position. And mm-hmm. So I'm and I'm not trying to. I'm just saying. I, I say that earlier as a joke, right? But but no, I I think because uh, you look back, look back. I think back in, and I remember bad teachers. Oh, you of know course, what I mean? Yeah. Oh, and of course. And, and the, you remember the good teachers. Mm-hmm. You remember the ones you were scared of. No doubt about it, Sister a- Barbara. After I, <laughs> Sister. not that she traumatized me. <laughs> when we lived in uh, Green Acres Place. Uh, after I was married, I already had two kids mm-hmm. uh, across the street, lived in, I, I know I got a rap, uh, but lived in, my first grade teacher moved in across the street from Ooh, me. Oh, wow. <laughs> and she had nice things to say. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> she I, was lying. I, yeah. <laughs> 101.7 FM. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Keel. Back when Micah was swimming for Auburn, um, we would travel, go to the swim meets. Mm-hmm. A lot of all the you know parents, because I mean, swim meets. I mean, quite frankly, look, aren't a big draw. You know, there, there aren't student sections. <laughs> no cheerleaders are showing up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so you got to know the other parents. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of the parents. He they were kind of an older couple. Um, but he was the editor for the the newspaper, and they were from a fairly large metropolis. Okay, and and this is gosh, it's been ten fifteen years since she's graduated. So, I uh, I remember him saying, "Yeah, I'm I'm a, I, I'm I'm a I'm a dinosaur." Yes, yes. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that was years ago. He says it's a dying industry. And uh, Shreveport Times just announced that they're no longer going to have newspaper carriers. Hmm. I remember I, I threw hmm. the journal in the afternoons. Oh, did you oh, really? Yeah. We had the, the little canvas bag on our handlebars. And oh, we you would, did it by bicycle? Oh, bicycle. Yeah. Wow. If we were teenage, we were, you know. Yeah. And, and we'd sit, me and a buddy, and we would sit and fold the papers and... You know, yeah. Goodness sake. And actually tried to get them on the front porch. And, really? And you made an effort. Oh, heck yeah. Okay. Wow. And 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 now they're not even going to have carriers anymore. We, so what are they doing? They're going to mail the papers. Wait, the Shreveport Times is going to mail you the they're paper? They're now going to mail through the postal service. Well, what if my... So I'm going to get it the next day? I don't. You know, years ago, I, I, I tried to, I subscribed to the Times-Picayune because being the huge Saints fan, I wanted the, I wanted, you know, they had the best coverage sure. uh, of the Saints, and but they mailed me, they would mail the papers. Uh, so I wouldn't get it for like two days, three days later. Yeah. And that, you know, back in those times. Now, are they going to be able to get it to you the next day? Is it going to be a day? No, I don't know how that's going to work. I think the Wall Street Journal does mail if you subscribe to the right, physical paper. Right. I think that's how they do theirs. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So that'll be interesting if somebody does subscribe, if they've heard from the paper. 
Let us know on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. I do know they put on their website, the Shreveport Times says they are, you know, most people have transitioned to their digital platform. And that's what they're pushing. And, that, and that's obviously what they're going to push. I mean, how long are they really going to mail out papers? That's how, what how long I'm is thinking. that going to happen? That's what I'm thinking, Before that people, this is now... Yeah, this is the end of the, the printed yeah. version. Um, and they're going to go to the digital version only. Uh, how much is it going to cost for the mail version? Is it going to be cheaper because you're not getting it same day? Are they lowering the prices, I wonder? <laughs> they're not going to lower the prices. Well, why not? <laughs> I just, it's just sad. And, and it you is know, sad. our industry from top to bottom has changed from, you know, all media has changed. There is so much out there now that... You know, it's instant. We want stuff instant. Oh, absolutely. And this is just setting it back. You know, you're going to get it. You're going to get your newspaper even later than you used to get it. So, you know, when even being on the air back back in the day, Mm -hmm. uh, we would get the forecast from the teletype. You know, Shreveport. Oh, here's the Shreveport forecast. Mm -hmm. You know, rip that, and and you couldn't do the. You you know, you couldn't do your show if you didn't have the current weather forecast. Right. Exactly. I, you know, I haven't had a, I pick up the New York Times every now and then on Sundays. And Do you have a parakeet? <laughs> You're so bad. Oh, I, I like to read the book section. I'm a huge fan of the book section and they have, you know, they have a big New York Times book review section. I love that. And I love the magazine section in there. And they just have some pieces in that paper and it's still a real paper. I mean, it's mm-hmm. still an inch thick. And there's a lot of stuff to read. Now, I'm not reading all the political stuff. I typically don't, but I like to read the business section. But that's the only paper I buy anymore. And that's terrible, isn't it? I mean, I'm used to be a regular. I'd read three or four papers a day. I loved right. it. Right. We took the Wall Street Journal and mm-hmm. and the and the Times. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we kept the Times longer than I wanted to. I got to where all I was all I was doing was the crossword. Yeah, I mean, seriously, that's mm-hmm. all I was doing. I know. Maybe checking some sports. Yeah, it's just sad. And I, you know, I saw it online that they were going to be mailing the paper out. And then I thought, is that really true? Let me make sure. And it's on it's, the Times website. Oh yeah. yeah, that's official. Oh, that's rough. 101.7 FM. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel. <laughs> no, that's the state fair. Okay. I was like, rebel rain, time, rain coming. The rebel looks like it's got great weather all week. Low in the 70s, even getting down into the 60s. 54 for Saturday. Oh, uh, no. And it looks like rain Thursday, though. 78 Saturday's high, 74. Wow. We were wondering when the first frost is coming. The, the Farmer's Almanac says the first frost for the year is November 17th, I believe. Um, and... Our last frost we had was March 7th, and we have another one they're saying is due Mar- November 17th. I, but, the, but again, it, it's not set in stone. It's <laughs> just based on data from historical data, and that's what the Farmer's Almanac is predicting. But our first cold front right now looks like it's coming in with this storm system on Thursday. Now, which Farmer's Almanac is that? You know, there's two of them. Are there two of them? Yeah. In I fact, I've know. got them in my I've got them in my office. I don't know which one it is. It's the uh, it's Farmer's Almanac 1. 
What's the other one called? I don't know. Farmer's Almanac 2? <laughs> I don't. I'm going to go know. get them during the break. Go get them and figure out which get, one, yeah. which one's which. But they're predicting a, a frost. And a frost is when we get to 32 degrees. And, you know, you could, you could, some plants could be in jeopardy and et cetera. We were, That's not going to happen. We're not going to see a frost before December. I would I be know. shocked. There's been many a Halloween that, that Santa Claus has been sitting in my front yard sweating his big fat butt off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, damn, it's hot. Uh, oh, yeah. Is it, how's it going to be tomorrow for National Night Out tomorrow? Oh, that's looks right. Looks pretty good, doesn't it? Hold on. Uh, yeah, beautiful. 2% chance of rain, 93 for a high, 74 for a low on oh, Tuesday. good. So that's good. 89 on Wednesday. Parties all over town tomorrow night, National Night Out. Get with your neighbors. It's not too late to plan it's a party. It's so much fun to do that. Oh, it absolutely is. And somebody grill some down-home sausage and <laughs> share it with the neighbors. Did you notice my tongs, by the way, in my picture? Yes. Did you happen to notice? I did. If you send me LSU, another picture baby. of if you send me another picture of sausage grilling, I'm gonna bash you in the head with those tongs. FM. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarthy on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Okay, when I think of farmer's almanac, this is what I think of. Yeah, the the gold, the yellow, the one. yellow yeah. one mm-hmm. look that looks old. Yeah, called the old farmer's almanac. Now and this there's thing a copycat is, now. This thing is thick, right? Too. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is this is when I think of farmer's almanac. This is the the visual that I get is is this one. Okay. Uh, it was founded in 1792. That's the bot. That's the real one. That's. Now there's this one, the farmer. This just says Farmer's Almanac. It's kind of smaller, has an orangish cover, but it says since 1818. How are they getting away with that? Yeah, I are don't. Are they spelling farmer differently? What are they doing? No, farmers. How are you getting away with that? Well, this one has the apostrophe after the S. Okay. And this one's before the oh, S. Oh, man. <laughs> What difference okay. that does, I don't know. I want the old one. That's the one. That's, that's kind printing. of the one that yeah. I, yeah, that I, I, I the other think one's a of. Copycat, yeah, copycat. First frost, the Farmer's Almanac says for Shreveport Bossier is November seventeenth, and um, that's what they're proposing for, based on the historical data. Uh, our first frost for the fall will be no. Let me make sure it's November sixteenth or seventeenth. And we'll see a temps dipping November 16th. Temps dipping to the near freezing mark. A light freeze in our area is 29 to 32 degrees. Some tender plants are killed. So be careful with your tender plants. We are going to have a cold front coming through starting Thursday. So throw the cats out. Bring the plants in. <laughs> no. Don't throw <laughs> the cats out. You're going to get email now. <laughs> You just threatened to harm cats. Do you know how many cats? harm any cat. I've got two at home now. Do you know how many cat lovers are now going to email you? It's Mike Martindale at townsquaremedia.com. <laughs> That's not even right. <laughs> Mike dot Martindale. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, wait. Did I just say that? Yeah, you did. <laughs> no. Oh, by the way, my legs are getting better. Are they? Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, no more parkour off my legs particularly. Okay. Uh but uh, yeah, we 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 took them late last week, got them fixed. All 
fine. My mom's like, they're too young. Mm-hmm. I said, uh, the vet said they can they can get pregnant way earlier than you think they can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, have what, mercy. Yeah, what brought that? I, sorry about that. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Erica Bryant, Cattle Parish Administrator, going to join us talking about the millage. I was going to early vote Saturday, and I and I just held off couple reasons, but uh, we're going to talk to her about that coming up on uh, just after the local news. 1017 FM, 710. 101.7 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty, and on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline this morning, Caddo Parish Administrator Erica Bryant joining us. Erica, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for your time this morning. Talking about this uh, millage proposition that uh, it's a 15-year millage, so there are some things on there that are having, you know, people asking questions what are the priorities that uh, that this millage is going to pay for? The priority is criminal justice. Um, uh, the parish has recognized and the citizens have communicated to us that um, there is a need for enhanced public safety for citizens to feel safe in our community. And so the uh, parish uh, primary goal is to support um, costs that um, help our citizens feel safe. Uh, the millage can be used for anything criminal justice related, including detention space, probation staff, um, and other programs that assist us to help reduce crime in our community. Well, one of the one of the major issues is new. You know, we need we need more beds for juveniles. Uh, why is litter abatement on this? Yes, sir. Well, this uh, millage uh, can be used for more beds, but it also um, you know, the, the, when we talk about crime in our community, uh, it, we have to look at the, the, the whole picture, not just locking up the, the, the persons who commit the crimes. We, would, we don't want the crimes to be committed in the first place. We don't want uh, that parent uh, that may lose a child. We can arrest that, that person who contributed that, that act. But what about it not happening in the first place? So this millage covers each end of the spectrum. So, yes, beds are something that is uh, considered under this and can be. When you look at the language, it, it allows for those those beds, but it also allows for um, for uh, other programs that contribute to criminal activity. Erica, the, the Juvenile Justice Committee has been working, studying the needs in the community for a long time, yes. and more space at the juvenile lockup was considered to be a priority and they have recommended the building of two pods um, at the juvenile justice complex and you just use the word can be spent uh, there are voters who are saying i'm not going to vote for this unless i know it will be spent how do you how do you address that i address that by the parish will use these funds for anything that helps our community feel safe and if that's beds, then it, it would be beds. We would analyze working with the law enforcement community, working with our citizens, communicating with them to determine what's the best way to use these funds that, that the citizens feel are necessary. But we also have to remember, yes, there was a recommendation for two pods, and the, and the parish is considering that uh, seriously. However, it will take us a minute to build two pods. It will, you know, you have to bid it out, you have to build it. So what do we do in the meantime? So there's still a need. But we... When those juveniles are placed somewhere else, 
or uh, other place somewhere else, we have to cover those costs. We have to cover the cost today. And so we need this millage to be able to cover that temporary housing also. And so that's why the language has to be in such a way so that we can cover the needs today as well as into the future. The sheriff has been very critical of this millage proposal and even going so far as to say he was not in the loop. And you disagree with that, correct? Well, you know, I respect the sheriff and I respect his opinion. Um, We have been communicating this for quite a while. We have been talking about the need for additional funding in our juvenile justice system and our criminal justice system for a while. The parish, as you just stated, established an advisory committee to to make recommendations. Um, I think that that advisory committee was well known to the community. We also have the joint advisory community on community safety, which the sheriff is a part of. This was communicated in there. The, uh, The sheriff has attended committee meetings related to this, and the parish has been and talked about the fact that uh, we needed additional funds. The sheriff did communicate that uh, he was interested in additional beds. We've communicated that that is that is a focus um, in this in this you know additional funding. And so um, I respect his opinion. But one thing I did hear from the sheriff, and he said he needed beds. Without this millage, there will be no additional beds. So that's the one thing I do need to get across to the citizens. Yes, okay, I hear you, and I respect the fact that that the language may um, be confusing to some, but what is not confusing is that beds can be um, uh, established through this millage, but without this millage, there won't be additional beds. So if there's a true need for that, then this millage should be supported. Will there be new beds with this millage? Can you guarantee that or no? As you know that the Cattle Parish Commission has to adopt the budget and we have to present the budget. The, the administration has to make the recommendations and the commission has to adopt the budget. So when we make our recommendations right now, it would be to cover the cost for those needs that are immediate. And one of those is when um, we have to place juveniles somewhere else, we have to cover those costs. We also have to... Um, you know, cover costs. We want additional probation officers. We want additional detention services. Um, so we would be making those recommendations. Now, mind you, this, this millage would not go into effect until 2024. So we would have to work with um, um, the commission, law enforcement, the citizens uh, to make those recommendations in 2024. The committee also approved one of their recommendations was for mental health. And that is a part of this as well. I, I didn't see anywhere in their proposal that they m- mentioned blight abatement or litter abatement. That is that just that we could use it for that? Do you hear any talk from the commissioners that they're planning to use it for that? No, that is just a, 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 that we could use it. Um, we have to. The, that language is meant to clarify that issues which contribute to criminal activity, such as dilapidated neighborhoods, such as mental health programs, lack of employment, can be addressed by the millage. We wanted the flexibility because at the, at the end of the day, we want to promote public safety and we want our citizens to feel safe. So we wanted to have language that was flexible enough that we can address any need. Um, as you may know, when, when, when there are citizens who, who could challenge you on your millage language if you t- decided to do something, and then, you know, you end up in court. So we wanted to make sure we had a flexible enough language so that when we have those recommendations, now, I'm not the, I, I, I wouldn't be making these uh, recommendations by myself. I would be communicating with others to get what do we need, what does the community need to really address this problem. 
Um, I believe that the parish has been good stewards of the taxpayer dollars and that we will be good stewards in the future, and we would want to support um, what the citizens um, would like us to support. So going into the booth coming up on the, the 14th, we don't know if this is going to provide new beds for juveniles. You, I, I don't get a commitment from that. What, 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 I, what we do know is that you will now get beds without that. The beds are on the table, but without this funding, beds are off the table. So now, if beds are important and mm-hmm. citizens are communicating that beds are important, then the commission would, ha- would, would ad- address that need. But without this millage, we can't address that need. Will you be putting a, a proposal before the commission to add beds or would that come from a commissioner? How would that work? That is something that we would... Um, work with our, our, our law enforcement, our um, citizens, um, the commission, um, <clears throat> our juvenile uh, judges, um, our other uh, members of the criminal justice system to determine um, is that the, uh, what we need. And like I say, that would be something that, that adding additional beds through pods is something that would take uh, at least a, you know two to three years with the process. But what mm-hmm. right now what we would do immediately if there's a need. Um, I've heard that law enforcement has said that they've had to sit in the cars and wait for space to open up. Mm-hmm. In this case, if that's the case, then we can go house those somewhere else immediately. We can start looking for other places. But right now, we don't have that funding. We can't send a child somewhere else, and we can't pay for it. So there's an immediate need right mm-hmm. now that we would have to address. The long-term need is whether or not we we put long-term beds, and if that's what we need, then that's what the commission would consider doing. But we would address that immediate need so that those officers have, are not having to sit in that parking lot so that the judges know that they can place them somewhere. That's what we would do immediately. All right. Erica Brandt, County Parish Commissioner, thank you for your time this morning. We appreciate you. Thank you. I really appreciate you all inviting us on to talk about the millage. We really do think it's important for our citizens, important for our community. Um, Public safety is one of our primary objectives, Mm -hmm. and we just want to make sure our citizens feel safe. Thank you so much for your time. No problem. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Well, I do want to thank Erica Bryant for coming on, talking with us about this millage proposition. But, Aaron, uh, I'm not convinced. Uh, I'm, I'm struggling with it. I really am. I know there are so many of those things we need. And I've talked to so many people who are like, we, you know, we're, we're not going to get new beds without it. But I, you know, I'm getting texts saying that there's not a commitment from the Caddo Parish Commission to build new beds. No, the closest that she would come to saying was, you're not going to get new beds without it. Right. Not that we will commit to X number or any any commit com- commitment to it. And that the, the committee was set up with their primary objective to find new beds. And they studied it and they studied it. And their number one rec- recommendation was the building of two pods. 
That's what the committee recommend. That's their number one recommendation. Um, though they say they don't want to increase incarceration, we recognize the importance of giving the juvenile court judges the necessary tools to deal with the most egregious of criminal activities committed by our youth. And it's and, not litter abatement. I'm sorry. It's not litter abatement. It's not blight abatement. It's not. That's not the top of the list. And the thing about those is those can be manipulated um, and be used to give out, you know, juicy contracts to your buddies or to nonprofit groups that are friends of yours or whatever. Building juvenile beds is building juvenile beds. Take the bids, you do it, and, and there we go. And there's no specifics. What uh, Now, what do you think? Shreveport Security Systems Message Board uh, had enough said, give us money for X, but we can't promise you once we get the money, we'll spend it on X. That's, the, that's another the says problem. they just want more slush fund money, and mm. and Brian says this sounds to me like they're going to waste the money. Hard no for me and my family. Don't trust anyone in this city. That's the problem. The trust in government is gone. Though she's right, Caddo Parish has done way better with their funding. They've done way better with their budget. Um, way more fiscally responsible, but. I can't get anyone to commit to build new beds. Right. I don't have a Caddo commissioner saying I'm going to propose it. I have these votes. Um, each one of them is telling me I can't guarantee that it'll pass. They're saying I can't guarantee it, it's going to need seven votes. You've because got to, six votes fails it. You've got to take 17 year olds out of the juvie system also. Mm-hmm. They've got to go back to they're an adult. That's not going to happen. That's state law and, and they're not going to change that right now. So that's another problem. And I just, for me, giving government any kind of a check that is considered a blank check Mm-mm. is a mistake. It's a mistake. But we need so much of this that I'm real torn. I really am torn about it. Uh, but I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. 7 FM, 710. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. One billion dollars. <laughs> I, I went by this morning and uh, mm-hmm. checked the sign because yeah. I, I think of you when I drive by that, mm-hmm. and it just said one. And I was like, "Oh, somebody must." And then I saw billion. Yeah, I said, "Nope, nobody won." One point oh four billion to be exact. It's a lot of money, and I actually went crazy looking for condos and stuff this weekend and there is a there by the way there is a winning ticket that was purchased in Bossier City for Saturday night uh, it's worth 50 grand it was purchased at the Super One on Airline Drive so check your tickets if you buy them from the Airline Drive Super One so how much do you take home with with 50 grand oh i don't know probably you, a third you don't, of it. you don't have a lump sum option no, with that no, do you you no. just take it you get they, they get take taxes. the taxes sure, out of it, yeah, sure. and then you get the uh, you get the what's left. So you take a third for taxes, and then you get the rest of that. That's a you know that's a nice car. You can buy a nice car with that. Pay off your house maybe or part of it. I remember Nancy Landry. Oh, do you? Yeah, squirrel. 
good God, nobody knows what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm, I'm going. I'm trying. I'm going over my ballot. I'm, I think I'm going to go early vote. Oh, are you? Okay. So I'm going over all my in my uh, Go Vote app, mm-hmm. and I'm just trying to and looking at the different candidates. And uh, you kill me. What? <laughs> just, I'm just talking about the Powerball, and then you went. <laughs> I'm just looking you at didn't all take the your meds candidates. today, did you? What meds? <laughs> <laughs> Reuben, give him some of yours. And the Saints, damn it. What oh. <laughs> oh. seven FMs. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. I think it's interesting that Hayes didn't open their patio Saturday night. The rooftop, yeah. The rooftop mm-hmm. party. They had it open Friday. It was open Friday mm-hmm. with the music extremely loud. Crowds were flowing in. Well, Crowds not were flowing on, in. They were on the street. On the street. Mm-hmm. Then Saturday night... Are no, they still blocking traffic? Is that still uh, an issue? I didn't see that in the last videos. I may be wrong. Folks can send me the videos. But um, Saturday night, the rooftop was closed. Hmm. Now, Tim Huck did send a uh, a letter, if you will, an email to the mayor of Shreveport. He also sent it to every city council member. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sent it to um, a lot of media. Yeah, we got it. And uh, basically saying that they didn't, they weren't open, and it was nice. Mm-hmm. The, the there were no loudspeakers on Saturday night, uh, <laughs> but they they did have it on Friday night, and said basically though that's the issue with the with the problems in that area of downtown is that that loud music coming from that rooftop patio from that from that club and that is what attracts people to downtown i mean word goes out now it doesn't take like it used to word goes out immediately you know haze is haze is lit haze is on fire and people come gathering downtown and they just now you don't mean a literal fire right no you, no i it's mean happening. it's happening things are going down right. and people come flocking into downtown but tim made mention this is what this, this kind of gets a little sideways here that chief wayne smith was coming downtown on saturday night and that he showed up about midnight or so and stayed about an hour and a half to see if things were going to go haywire and it did not. Well, there wasn't even any, there wasn't a crowd. Right. There was no music because the rooftop was not open. Um, Huck, what's the word I'm looking for? He makes the allegation mm-hmm. that somebody tipped off Hayes' ownership, that the police chief was coming, and that was it was intentional that they didn't have the patio open. Hmm. Well, I mean, you know, we know, we all know that the... The heat is on haze right now, and people are connecting the crowds downtown to the rooftop noise on haze, and the loud music that's coming from haze is attracting people to the streets. Uh, if that stops, 
the crowds aren't there. And 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 I'll quote from his uh, his letter that he sent to Shreveport officials. Fortunately, they showed that by not putting a DJ throwing a party to the street, we don't have the issues. They proved my point. So whoever told Hayes not to open last night, I thank you. Mm-hmm. And that's from Tim Huck, uh, downtown business owner, who was on this show last week talking about this very issue. The council is working right now on uh, a noise ordinance. The the vote is likely to come in two weeks at their um, first meeting in October, which would be next Tuesday, I think, is when they'll have their, their meeting. Um, Monday will be the work session, then Tuesday the meeting. Will they have it all ironed out by then? Will they have, you know, the particulars of the decibel readings that will be allowed? Are they going to change what's been recommended? City attorney kind of wrote the ordinance. Um, and the council is now looking at it to see if is that what they want. Um, I think the chief was going to go down there Saturday night to measure the decibels to find out, you know, are they in violation? Mm-hmm. But since there was no noise, um, we'll see. Do they flare it back up this weekend and give them a chance to test it? You made an interesting point earlier this morning when we're talking about this, uh, the fact that the Revel kicked off Saturday. Mm -hmm. Did that have anything to do with it? Right. Did they decide, hey, let's let the Revel have their, you know, good week and we'll simmer down over here a minute. Um, But I know Friday night they were open. I mean, Hayes was open. Mm -hmm. Um, We need to get a good decibel reading on what's going on at Hayes before the council meeting. So they, we, we really need them to have their party. Am I saying this? Well, they had it Friday. And I wonder if we got a decibel reading on Friday. I now, wonder if some officers were Huck there. did say he took measurements on Friday. Okay. In this in this email hmm. that he sent. Well, they're not going to let Huck's measurements be no. the ones that, that guide things. I promise of you. Of course they're gonna, not. They're going to make sure it's a, a police-involved check. I mean, I, we were talk, we talked about this last week, and I, I looked, and there's a, a decibel meter mm-hmm. that you can download to your phone. Right. So... How accurate is that? You yeah, know? Yeah. Um, They've got a professional one. The police department's right. got a couple of them, and they, they really need to check them. They just need to have them on standby down there all weekend, this weekend. We'll stay on top of it. Mm-hmm. Micah McCarty, 1017. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Chupacabras aren't real? Not not that I know of. I've never wait, seen one. Wait, wait, wait. What's a chupacabra? A chupacabra is, I think it translates roughly to goat sucker because they suck the blood of goats. They're like a dog type It's cryptid. like a hyena, dog, yeah. coyote yeah. mix. Creature like, lives in caves. Like Bigfoot? Uh, yeah, I guess. Loch Ness except, Monster? Except it's about the size of a dog. Okay, and they're evil? I, I don't know. <laughs> it just needs the blood of goats to survive. I don't know if that makes it evil. Well, how did a chupacabra become famous? Uh, it's just Mexican folklore, I guess. Okay. We'll have to ask Chica. We're supposed to be aware of them? <laughs> I don't know. How did this come I, up? If, if you got goats. Well, there's a post at keelnews.com. <laughs> Is the Lone Star State home to the blood-sucking chupacabra? I thought it was Mexico. Maybe it is I don't Texas. know. 
They caught one on film in Houston. No, they didn't. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> How's this story even posted? The last time I saw somebody with a video of a chupacabra, it was pretty obvious that it was a dog with mange. It was really obvious. They're saying they came from Puerto Rico. Maybe. Okay. And now they're now they're in Texas. Where are you seeing that? I don't even see <laughs> it. It's on the Kiel website. I'm looking on the Kiel website. I'm making the, it up. Look at the chupacabra. It's the mean looking creature thing. I don't know. Oh, oh, oh and, and down. it's got red fiery eyes and fa- Now that looks like something out of a comedy horror movie. Who Let's invented see. this thing? This is creepy looking. <laughs> I don't li- and I don't like clowns. Don't send me any crazy looking clowns. No crazy clowns. I'm not a fan of those Jason masks. I don't like that. I don't like all this Halloween stuff. I know what I'm coming in tomorrow. <laughs> and you know Greg Adams? Did you see what he put up? He's already he's like the hollow mania guy. Oh yeah. He's buying full sized candy bars to give out at his house. He doesn't give out the little snack size. No, it's full size. He's even got a shoot coming makes from a more window. money than I do then. Oh, man. <laughs> and I'm, I, you know, I'm not going to give out his address because I'm just going to go by there three times. Yeah, yeah. You know, and grab some candy bars. Well, we'll go, to, we'll go to Spirit today and grab two or three di- different costumes and we can okay. roll up on him a few With the full man. Yeah. And, and don't idea. come up to me if you're 17 years old wearing a t-shirt and a and a a backpack draped around your chest mm-hmm. flopped open. Okay. No. Sorry. I, I no. have to ask y'all a question too. Let's see. Okay. Let's go with a couple of Halloween things real quick. Pumpkin spice anything? Yay or nay? Eh, I, 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 I like pumpkin fan. spice. I'm sorry. Oh, get, I, out it, get out of here. <laughs> no one pumpkin spice. And candy corn. Yay or nay? See, I think it's popular not to like pumpkin spice. <laughs> I'm so sick of pumpkin spice. I hate it. I'm okay with candy corn. I'm fine with candy corn. Okay. Candy corn if it's mixed with dry roasted peanuts. Ooh. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. Little, Otherwise, no. But dry roasted, it's like it's like a, eating a payday bar. I love candy corn. I do. My I, sister loves candy corn. But I get, I can get my tummy upset if I eat too many, so I have to watch out. <laughs> yeah, it's I can, just pure a, sugar. A, a friend it, yeah. of mine worked with his his mom sent a bag of candy corn mixed with dry roasted peanuts. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're delish. They really are. No pumpkin spice though. No. Pumpkin spice candy corn. No. No. It should be illegal. It? No. I don't like <laughs> pumpkin spice anything. No. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> I don't mind. Now, they, you can carry it too far. Yeah. The pumpkin spice disc brakes for your car. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's, pumpkin it's, spice ketchup, no good. Pumpkin yeah. spice NyQuil. No. <laughs> <laughs> we can keep going. 101 pumpkin spice chupacabra. 101.7 FM.